We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our Gut Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Gut Talk. And hello, Miss Jilly. Hello, Jenna. How are you today? I am in the mood to talk about gut health. Wow. Mm. That's always important when we're talking about it. The mood. The mood. So what is the mood? Like, what's the setting right now? Why are we excited? To be honest with you, I wouldn't call this exciting, but it's convenient to have a podcast studio in our new apartment complex. I find that to be rather awesome. It is. It is. But I mean, there's a lot of environmental things that we don't have control of. Yeah. Like the okay. man that's been drilling for the past 30 minutes. And you know what? Things happen. Yes. This is actually take two. We tried to record this episode a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and so much construction is happening in our new building that it was impossible. Recently, we have been talking about our mentality, mm-hmm. and that's actually what inspired this episode. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of Kobe Bryant YouTube videos. His mentality makes you feel like, oh, duh, why am I not thinking that way? Mm-hmm. For him, outworking everyone, working so hard, grinding, putting everything you've got into something. He talks about it like it's drinking water, Mm. which actually drinking water is hard for a lot of people, but like breathing. Speaking of. Like it is to him, it just is the way that you live your life. And I've realized recently that I have really been struggling with adversity, failure. Anytime things don't go smoothly, I'm not really handling it super well. Mm -hmm. And so Jenna and I have been talking a lot about that, a lot about how we want to continue to alter our lives in a good way. And so today we're really talking about the brain-gut connection, how it affects your mood, but also a manifesting piece. And we can talk about kind of how we got here because this episode is completely derived Mm -hmm. from a just an authentic conversation that you and I had. And I wish we just had mics on us all the time because I know I hope we can recreate that conversation for everyone because I felt so much better after it. Every time we say something we're like that we find to be slightly profound, we're like, we've got to talk about this on the podcast. Like shut like, up, shut up, don't say anymore. Right, the Gut Talk fam has has to hear about this. Yeah. So yeah, I think if we want to do a little bit about backstory, I think Jill and I have been hinting are not hinting, I mean we have said it, what we've been experiencing the past year, year and a half and It hasn't been amazing, like our mindset, how we feel. We've been down and unable to get back up. Mm -hmm. And every time, like visually, if you think about someone, like as you're starting to get back up, someone comes and just like kicks you. Yeah. And we recognize that, at least I do, I'll speak for myself, that I live a really awesome life, right? So I live a great life. I have a job that I love. I mean, gut talk is my job, which is the coolest thing ever. And I I, I just go through this thing of like, I get to travel a lot. I have great friends, family, et cetera. But why do I feel so down? And one would link that maybe like, oh, well, Jenna, you're depressed. And And I think maybe depression can be part of it. But why? Right? Like, why does my body feel this way? Is it connected to my gut, my thoughts, my habits, my patterns, my environment, et cetera? And I think 
the reality is, is that so much of everything around you that I just mentioned can impact how you feel and your day-to-day tasks and routines all the time, anytime. Looking back, you know, last year we lived in a house we didn't love living in. We felt very unsafe. I think fear is a really low vibrational feeling that I'm finding out. Mm -hmm. Fear, and I felt a lot of fear in my life. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts did not help me. They were always thoughts of feel fear, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I don't feel good, etc. And while I have made a transformation in that time and that my body overall feels good because I still have been taking care of myself, etc., my thoughts have not been amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we were talking about and what we want to talk about in this episode is how your thoughts dictate your digestion and your overall life, but also how your gut health impacts your brain, mood, et cetera. Yep. Jill, do you feel like you've been feeling the same as me? Like explain to them kind of how, where you're at. I feel like who I am at my core is someone who is a go-getter. I'm a Capricorn, first child, Mm -hmm. type A. I like control of everything. I like to be ahead of things. I like to be proactive. I'm not really big into astrological signs except for my own. (laughs) And I follow a lot of other Capricorns. And I find that we're all very similar in we generate a lot of our self-worth and our happiness in accomplishing things and striving to be successful and having that success And recently, I just haven't cared. Mm -hmm. Like, I love checking off a to-do list, and I can't check things off for the life of me. Mm. We've been having these conversations, and I'm starting this new business venture that we'll talk about as time goes on. But there's a lot of self-starting work that I have to do, meaning like I have to be the one to wake up in the morning and go to my laptop and do it. And it has felt as if... I'd have to jump through a wall of fire burning lava to get there. Hard. It's so So hard. Hard. Mm -hmm. And actually, I was having this conversation with a good girlfriend of ours the other day. She's very similar to me. And she is in a situation that's not great for her. And she's experiencing the same things. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, just hearing that someone who I respect so much and, like, love their, like, work ethic and the way that they do things is having the same problem. It was such a deep breath out Mm -hmm. that I was like okay we need to talk about this more and so that's kind of why I brought it to your attention and how we started really talking about okay what do we do about it and that led to this podcast episode that you had listened to yeah so I had listened to the transform podcast and they had on Roxy Nafusi I hope I'm saying that right and she is the author of Manifest, it's a, you know, a self-help manifestation book. And it all really clicked with me, like truly. And I'm, sounds, what, what clicked about it? I realize that the thoughts and sayings I've been telling myself are literally the reason why I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. The fear that I mentioned, the negative self-talk, has only made me feel even worse, mm-hmm. right? And I, I want to preface real quick before I talk too much into it that like I'm still happy and content, but I think I could be so much more happy. 
you're situationally happy. Yes. It's not, you're not driving your own happiness. You're letting your environment dictate it. Exactly. And that's not how I want to feel. Right. And I know I don't want to feel that way because it's a really shitty feeling to feel like your happiness is dictated by certain events, things like, I think back, I'm like, oh, when I was in Europe for three weeks, I was wildly happy. Mm-hmm. But I want to experience that same type of happiness and bliss on a day-to-day basis. And not saying you have to be happy-go-lucky and all the time. And when I kept listening to this podcast episode, I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that everything that we know about health, life, etc., is so much your mindset. Yeah. So much. Well, and so you had this realization through listening to the podcast episode. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, I was having the same realization because I coach softball players. Mm -hmm. So I am constantly around girls from the ages of 10 to, say, 16. And I talk so much about the mental part of softball. And I talk about the example that I use over and over again is the way you talk to yourself matters on the softball field. Because if you tell yourself you suck, you're going to believe it. Just like every single day, if you walk into the mirror and you look at yourself and you say, I'm ugly, eventually you're going to feel ugly. But the reverse is true too. If you walk in every single day and you look at the mirror and you say, I'm beautiful, it's going to be really uncomfortable. But eventually You will start actually feeling that because the way you talk to yourself matters. And so as these girls are starting to learn these new movements within softball, these new skills, I'm constantly stopping them and saying, recognize that, applaud yourself for that. And when you have a bad day, think of failure as feedback. Mm -hmm. And as I keep saying these things to these girls, I'm like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this for myself. And so as I'm coaching these girls, I'm realizing that I'm literally coaching my own mentality, which is kind of what triggered this Mamba mentality, Kobe Bryant search. He's one of my favorite athletes of all time. But you can't tell me that his mentality wasn't as strong as his skill set when it comes to the reason why he was so successful. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of exactly what you just said, so after listening to the podcast, I went on because she went to go on, explain the seven steps to manifestation, which are incredible. I'm going to start using them. I'm going to journal them, et cetera. But I was like, I want to hear more. I want to look into her book. So I started reading her book. And first of all, there's a science to it, right? Like Joe Dispenza is one of the leading people. I've been following his work for years. Mm -hmm. Jill's like, yada, yada, yada. But it's really incredible. He's just, he goes very deep. And I think three years ago when I was trying to go that deep, I was like, whoa, what's happening? But in her book, she talks about the subconscious. And subconscious is like not our legitimate thoughts or legitimate thoughts are conscious like what you're hearing right now I'm conscious about what I'm saying the subconscious mind is you know kind of in the background and it is obeying your conscious mind so every word you tell yourself your subconscious and your body is listening to those words wait say that again so every word you tell yourself your subconscious slash body is listening to those conscious words that you're saying so if you are saying I'm unhealthy. My gut health is horrible. I'm never going to be happy. Or 
I'm a loser, I'm yep. weird, or I'm not that smart. The situation that I'm in is so shitty. I can never get a good guy. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is that you're saying to yourself. Your subconscious is believing that. Mm-hmm. And it is then making you aware. Your body is following that pattern and behavior. And that is exactly what I think is at the core of what Jill and I had been experiencing. Well, and it's funny you say that because I'm going to bring up a banned word for a moment. Mm -hmm. And not the one any of y'all are thinking of. The word is BLJ. Yes. Oh, I just got the chills. (laughs) Drama. In college, we had a term called BLJ. Bad luck Jill. Because bad luck things were always happening to me Mm -hmm. and as they would happen we would all say blj i'm not kidding you i was creating those own things for myself (laughs) thousand percent i walked around knowing that i had the worst luck of anyone in the world which at some points may have been true but i was feeding that own Mm -hmm. mindset And maybe even looking for it, quite frankly. And so after a while, I don't even remember who told me like how it got to this point, but I was like, no more. I told all my friends, BLJ is banned. It's banned. We're not allowed to use it. The old Taylor is. Sorry. What is it? The old BLJ's. Wait. The 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 old BLJ can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> Why did we sound kind of shy, like saying that? She like screams it, but I think it, our mics would yeah, take would that go very crazy. Well. Yeah. If you have a friend who <laughs> you think manifests her own bad luck, please tell. Please her. tell them. I think that when you start really evaluating your life like this, you're like, oh my god. Oh. One thing that I always hate is when people call themselves like the fat friend or the ugly friend mm-hmm. because you've now told yourself that's who you are. Yep. And that's it's labels. It's yeah. It's the labels that we cre- create for ourselves. Yep. Especially in a business like this, the word that people use for it is imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Because you're continuing to tell yourself that I'm not made for this. I can't go bigger. Right. I'm, you know, and you just have all these negative self-talk and it does absolutely nothing for you. Right. It does worse things for you. So you're reading the book Manifest right now mm-hmm. and I'm going to read it after you. Yeah. But can you explain like what you're learning from this? The one thing is I've been reading it, but I haven't been doing the work. And that's because mm. I wanted to get like a background of what I'm actually doing and then I'll do the work sure. and follow those steps. But there's seven steps mm-hmm. to manifestation. And she believes you have to, I listened to the podcast yeah. episode. She believes you have to actively practice all of the steps. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I was like, oh, when I listened to the episode, because I found it really interesting that she was linking manifestation and science together. And it wasn't just like, okay, I'm manifesting a new car. I'm manifesting a new car. It's like, no, like like one thing she said in the podcast that really stuck with me was when you're manifesting, you have to, as you're actively manifesting whatever it is that you are, maybe it's a new job, maybe it's a healthier relationship with your significant other, like whatever it is, as you're doing the work, you have to be content and not overly eager. Mm-hmm. You cannot sit there and, and obsess over it. You have to give it its space, which I thought was really interesting. And that's one thing where I was like, ooh, I could definitely make some adjustments. 
One of the biggest things is awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Awareness of your patterns and what they've created for yourself. And if Mm -hmm. there's someone right now who's listening to this and you're in the same boat as us and you're like, I don't feel great. I don't love the way that my life is going. You know, I feel very stuck. I hate that word, but sometimes it just, it makes sense for what's applicable to the situation. Mm -hmm. Using manifestation and positive self-talk, affirmations, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. to me, gives me so much hope in my life, mm-hmm. right? Your thinking is generating the action. It's, yes. You can think of your mind as right. it's way more than setting thinking. yourself up mm-hmm. to do the things. Yes. And I, this might feel a little wooey to you or whatever you call it in the clouds. I like to call it rainbows and unicorns. But there's a lot of science that backs this. And I think we should talk about it because part of the reason that we really believe in making sure we have the right mindset, but also talking about this to you is because of the brain-gut axis and the way that our brain and our guts are connected. And it's this cycle of if your mental is not in a great place, your gut is not going to be in a great place. And if your gut's not in a great place, it's going to be really hard for your mind to be in a great place. And you have to get both of them figured out. So I think that it's really important for us too, Jen, to talk about the science behind all of this because it kind of, in our opinions, is like a 50-50 or half and half type thing where you have to believe in it. But then also, if, if you don't believe, like here's the science that backs it. The podcast we listen to is like how you achieve your dreams, your best body, your best health mm-hmm. through thinking, but through action as well. Right. And I think that is a different concept than the brain gut access. But what Jill's saying is that they're all kind of flowing together, right? And I'm the person that listens to that podcast episode. And I think they do a really great job. Mm-hmm. But it, I leave it feeling like it's a little woo-woo for me. Yeah. Not wrong. I'm not knocking anything they're saying. But give me the facts too. Mm-hmm. Like I need both. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, there's so much conversation about brain-gut connection. But then I never hear people like actually dive into it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And we were actually on, uh, which is going to come out soon, Karina Dawn's podcast on the big silence. And she asked us to talk about the brain-gut connection, you know, how it impacts your thoughts, feelings, etc. And for people that don't know... Mm-hmm. The Big Silence is a podcast that focuses on mental health. So she wanted to do an episode where we bring in the gut health part of the mental health. Yep. When we're talking about the brain-gut access, we're really talking about the gut communicating with your brain and your brain with your gut. Mm -hmm. Like, it truly makes sense. I was saying, think about getting butterflies in your stomach. That's probably the best example because at one point in our lives, we've all gotten butterflies in our stomach. Mm -hmm. What is that coming from? That's coming from the thoughts in your brain. Mm -hmm. Your, your stomach all of a sudden isn't getting butterflies. It's your brain getting them that's signaling to your gut. Right. You've probably heard potentially that 90% of your serotonin, your feel-good hormones reside in the gut. This axis is through the HPA axis, which we don't, we'll talk about that in a different podcast or get someone sciencey to talk about it. But if you've heard of the nervous system, your cent- central and enteric nervous system, 
which in part of that is your nervous system where we say fight or flight, rest or digest, it's all part of the autonomic. And these are literally all flowing and connected to each other. Mm-hmm. So this, it's literally the axis. Mm-hmm. This is from a piece of science. I just want to explain it sciency so that you can really get the picture. It's I called- love that like we're for the girlies that like aren't really ready for the like huge lowdown. Yeah. Because sciency is the least scientific word, but like I like it for us. So hit us with the science. Yeah. Yeah. So the gut-brain axis is a bi-directional communication network, that's what I said, that leaks the enteric and central nervous systems. This network is not only anatomical, but it extends to include the endocrine, humoral, metabolic, immune routes of communication as well. The autonomic nervous system, so think uh, rest and digest, fight or flight, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access, which is the HPA access, and nerves within the gastrointestinal tract all link the gut and the brain. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't follow that. It's right. literally just saying that your gut and your brain are linked Thank through you. a central, through a nervous system. You can just press the 10 back. Yeah, the 10 to, back. To and and, I, and I'm just detail. saying it because I think... I could just be like, oh, yeah, your brain, your no. brain and gut connect. But I think it's very important to hit everyone with the facts because, one, you have to do your own research. Yep. Two, you have to take it on yourself to be informed. And three, when you finish this episode and you hear all of the different examples we have, I think things are really going to click. So yeah. I'm I, I'm saying I didn't follow it, but I'm, I think what you're saying is extremely important. Yeah. And so the gut in, can influence your mood cognition, mental health. And when I heard that for the first time ever, I realized that it made so much sense when I was a little kid and I would be on the toilet or my stomach would hurt because I was incredibly anxious. And that pattern was just hitting back and forth. And I was anxious, which made my gut hurt. My gut hurt, which made me anxious. And it's all about what the food you're putting in your body. But before we get too far, Let's also talk about really quickly your gut microbiome and how your gut bacteria influences your brain. I have something to say. Hit it. So I am reading, or I just finished reading a book called The Psychobiotic Revolution. It's by Scott C. Anderson, and it talks about mood, food, and the new science of the gut-brain connection. And I'm trying to read a lot more gut-brain connection books right now because I just think that I need to really understand this topic. I think it's not spoken about enough. And I truly believe that if we can get the girlies tuned in to the true science behind the gut-brain connection, there's going to be a a lot of light bulbs going off. Mm -hmm. So I have made quite a few notes on this book that I wanted to share today. So one of the main things that they talk about in this book is called psychobiotics. And they're a type of microbe that plays a major role mm-hmm. in the gut. And what it does is it communicates between your gut and your mind. It's a live organism. And when it's ingested in adequate am- amounts, like in a good amount, it produces a health benefit in patients suffering with psychiatric illness. Mm-hmm. So like the different types of foods we ingest affects our literal mental state. Wow, it's crazy. And so he dives into all of these different types of microbes, the good and the bad, and how they literally affect our mental health. Yeah, it's whether or not you have the good gut bacteria, right? Bad gut bacteria, how they interact with each other. And I think a lot of us are walking around with a lot of dysbiosis, too many bad, not enough good, or the out of balance. And it is impacting our mood, mental health, et cetera. And 
you know, there's a lot of studies out there that your gut microbiome, as we said, mm-hmm. impacts your mood. And that's impacted by the things you put in your body, antibiotics, your environment, stress, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole big picture of not only do you have to improve your thoughts, the way you think about yourself, your life, your health, etc. But then also the other part that we talk about all the time of your diet. I, there's one study and I'll share it with you guys, but it showed that within two to three days of making dietary changes that the gut bacteria communities responded to it. Mm-hmm. So I'll put that study at the bottom, but it's basically saying that it it doesn't take long to start changing and altering your gut microbiome. And it doesn't take long to start changing and altering your thoughts. Well, and so in this book, they talk about comorbidities. Mm -hmm. And comorbidity, like the definition, is when two diseases are present in your body at the same time. And whenever I think about comorbidity, I think of like obesity and heart failure or Mm -hmm. something like that. But in this sense, they're talking about comorbidity. A lot of research is showing that there's connections between gut health and other diseases such as anxiety, also Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, IBS, IBD, obesity, psoriasis, arthritis, MS. It's showing that gut health is linked to all of these things. Mm. And he talks a lot about depression. And one thing he explained, which I loved, is it was called sickness behavior. And he explained sickness behavior as when you get sick, really sick, what do you do? You want to be curled up. Mm -hmm. You want to be alone. You want someone to take care of you a little bit. But for the most part, you want to be away from everyone. So that way you can heal. Well, what happens when your body's inflamed for a long period of time? You're in sickness behavior for a long period of time. Mm. That is depression. The idea of when your body, when your gut is inflamed, it can create a feeling in your mind of sickness behavior that is what we know as today as depression. And what he says is despair, anxiety, and depression can lead to negative changes in your microbiota called dysbiosis. We've wow. talked about dysbiosis quite a yep. bit. And he says that disru- that disruption can channel anxiety and depression right back into your brain. It creates what most of life tries to best avoid, a positive feedback loop, otherwise known as a vicious cycle. So what mm. happens is he's saying that this anxiety and the depression, it could even be triggered by an outside source. Something happens in your life that gives you severe anxiety. And that anxiety shoots then to your gut. And then your gut has dysbiosis and it struggles getting back to a normal state. And then your microbiome is, I was about to say uneven. Sorry, not your science. Imbalance. Imbalance. Yeah. And then that feeds more anxiety. And that's that vicious cycle that he's talking about. And I really loved the word sickness behavior because that feeling of just wanting to be alone and shut out the world when you don't feel good is very similar to what a lot of people feel like when they're depressed. Oh, absolutely. And I think you're sitting here too, now that we've provided you all with the information, Mm -hmm. is like what immediately pops into my head is, okay, well, what, what do we do about it? Obviously, I really think that you guys should read it for yourself. I'm not a sciencey girl, and I didn't feel like it was too overwhelming. But one thing that I thought was really interesting and important to note is that they did a study where they took 
the fecal matter of humans mm-hmm. who were dealing with severe depression and they did a fecal transplant which if you want to know what that means look it up right um they literally took the poop of humans mm-hmm. and inserted it into the bodies of mice and the mice became depressed yep. and what they're saying is is that microbes that are actually in the microbiome are directly linked to depression so they're literally saying that they can take depression in humans and give mice who obviously don't know the study that's happening and the mice then show severe signs of depression and what they're saying is is that what's in your gut microbiome is directly impacting your mental health absolutely and taking that a little bit further what we're not going to do fecal transplants left and right right so it's up to us and help and books and lifestyle changes that are going to really make an impact on our microbiome and then in turn our thoughts and vice versa so now okay you're like i understand i'm with y'all gut talk this makes sense but now what do i do i think it goes back to you know we talk about this all the time right like your diet totally impacts your gut microbiome i mean there are studies the one that i'll attach to the show notes has one of what you consume and put into your body absolutely matters. And does it need to be perfect? No. But the ultra-processed foods, standard American diet that our society is leaning toward is the antithesis of healthy food for your microbiome. So really, it's got to be more of those nourishing foods, nourishing meats, mineral-rich foods. Listen to our last podcast episode if you want to know what mineral-rich foods are and how they impact you. More fiber-rich foods, pre-probiotics. And what you have to remember, too, is that your GI tract is built to run like another organ. For instance, your Mm -hmm. heart. You don't think about your heart day-to-day unless maybe you have some issues. But on a normal day, I'm not thinking, oh, hope my heart's beating, right? I just know it is because I'm not on wood. I'm living, Mm -hmm. right? We only pay attention to our GI tract when things go massively wrong. Yep. When you have raging diarrhea or you haven't pooped in four days, that's when we want to address it. And what we're trying to say here is that you have to address your GI tract even if you don't have diarrhea, even if you don't have constipation, because it's affecting your health in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. So if someone's like, well, I'm I'm skinny and I I don't have any gut problems, it's like, well, let's look beyond it. Are you tapping your foot constantly and you're on anti-anxiety medication and you can't get off them, Mm -hmm. right? Or do you have these bouts of depression or do you feel like you can't control your own thoughts, right? Like there are so many other ways that your gut health can affect your life. We have to stop thinking of our gut as something that only affects like the way that we poop. Yeah. And I, sorry, I just think that that's step one, right? It is. We have to acknowledge that our gut is in control of so much more. Yeah, awareness is totally key. And the food you put into your body truly does matter. Mm -hmm. And it's going to impact your gut microbiome, which in turn is going to impact your brain, your mood, your cognition, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So focusing more on nutrient-dense foods, fiber-rich foods, prebiotics, probiotics, high-quality animal-based, and and making that the bulk of your nutrition, right? Mm Who's not to say that you can't go and consume something fun? We do. We do. like, And that's part of our diet too. But the majority of what we eat is food to improve and impact and benefit 
our digestive system and our gut microbiome. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's point blank. Next is getting more into the nervous systems, rest and digest state. So I'll give you one challenge and that's taking three deep breaths before you eat your meal. Just really just that's producing more juices, digestive enzymes, stomach acid, just get in rest and digest right before a meal. We're going to hopefully bring on a nervous system expert very soon. I know I've been saying that, but I think we found a couple people that we'd like to get on the podcast. So if you're going to do that next is recognizing conscious thoughts. And I think reading the book manifest or listening to that episode, we'll link everything in the show notes for you is an incredible way to start changing how your body is reacting to your thoughts. And that's something that Jill and I are really going to start diving into. I'm going to buy a new notebook that I'm going to start with this manifestation. And you guys, whatever you believe in, I don't care what the higher power is, whatever it is, I respect it. I believe in the universe and what that provides for you. And what I've learned is that it's infinite. And before I sound too woo-woo and high in the sky, I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. I think you've got a lot of you have heard this before. It's infinite. There's infinite possibilities. You have the ability to completely change your life, your health, your well-being, what you're doing. And Roxy Nafausi really explains that so well. And I just think it's so important to go listen to the episode or read her book or just even the recognition that your thoughts can impact your life. And that to me gives me so much hope and will take me out of this place of fear and darkness that I've felt for a while now. And gratitude, I mean, starting with gratitude, being thankful for what you have right now can go so much further than you could ever imagine. That's where it starts. No, I completely agree. And then, the, and there's a lot of things you can also sprinkle in. Like there's a lot of foods you can consume mm-hmm. that help you. It can be sunlight, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that you can do. The mentality part, the manifestation, the reading those books, I think not everyone's ready for. I certainly wasn't at first. Yeah. But... I think that as you start doing other things, you'll be more open to maybe some of the parts of this that are a little harder to chew on, I would say. In the book, The Psychobiotic Revolution, he talks a lot about a lot of different foods that you can eat Mm -hmm. that will help you. He talks a lot about fiber, which Jenna's been preaching about on Gut Talk since we started, but high fiber foods are natural prebiotics and that can help your microbiome. And some of the examples that they use are... uh, Artichokes, chicory. Chicory, yeah. <laughs> so far, I'm probably not consuming either of those. Lentils, okay, okay. Asparagus, all right, I can do that one. Beans. I'm weak. Beans, especially limas. You're kidding. No, and I will tell you one thing right now. Mm-hmm. I have an adverse reaction to lima beans. So did our old dog. Do you ever remember that? Jojo would literally, for some reason, my mom gave him like a veggie something. Medley, a veggie medley. A medley, and he literally put all the lima beans on the side. Sorry. Mom used to make us frozen, like microwavable lima beans. Again, hi mom, because she listens every episode. (laughs) Your lima beans. Good try, queen. We're one of your maybe worst ideas. (laughs) (laughs) But he also says onion, garlic, bananas, beets, broccoli, And mixing in those foods can really help you. Mm -hmm. So 
there is a wide array of approaches to take everything from the books you read, the podcasts you listen to, the way you speak to yourself, breathing before meals, getting sunlight, moving your body. I'm trying to practice so much gratitude right now. Yeah. And I think we're going to take you through this journey. Mm -hmm. I think Jill and I are two people that you would look at from the outside and think like they've really got it going on, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, I think about that of a lot of people. But you never know the thoughts that and feelings that people have on the inside. Right. Aren't thoughts only on the... Well, unless you express them on the outside. <laughs> what a profound statement, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jenna. <laughs> God. And we're here to say, you know what? We deal with negative thoughts. We deal with negative self-talk. We recognize that our nervous system and the dysregulation of it has truly made an impact on our lives and our body and our health and especially Jill's gut health and sometimes my constipation. (laughs) And, you know, I just, I want to be real raw and very honest with you guys right now when I say this because we're the spitting image of people who you think wouldn't experience this and we do and we're recognizing life has a way of getting out of hand if you don't keep these focuses top of mind yep and we've let them slip by the wayside mm-hmm. and we believe in gut health more than we probably believe in most things in our lives mm-hmm. we believe it is the foundation of having quality health and this right here is almost like this like wake up call of like holy shit, like we're not even doing the things we need to be doing. Yeah. Or we need to make tweaks on the way that we're doing them. Mm -hmm. It's an excited feeling too, I think. Oh yeah, I was reading this book and I was just like, you know, we believe so much in gut health, but I personally don't have the background that you do. Mm -hmm. And I just have such a belief in it because I've I've experienced myself. Right. Right, like it's this personal firsthand experience. Now that... I'm starting to get more into the science about it. I'm like, holy shit, we've been right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we have been. And on that note. Wow. Are we saying toodaloo? We're saying toodaloo. We will totally keep you guys updated and bring you through our journey, especially on social media, um, Instagram and TikTok. And we will see you next week for an episode. We are bringing back guests. So get ready to get more guests involved in Gut Talk. We have a lot of plans to make this podcast so informational helpful fun etc for you guys and we may be having some new uh podcast cover art coming all right bye y'all bye